This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. So welcome back guys to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. I hope you're all good and uh, as we start this new week uh, I'm sending this uh, recording out from the last session of our Fighting for the Hearts of Your Children retreat. And this session was around, very practical session around how to fight for their hearts. We start off with the scripture from Malachi 4.6 where God promises to that he turns the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. And the promise of that, we open that up, explain it. And I'm also teaching for the five things that I learned from Steamboat Springs as I journeyed through some of, facing up to some of the realities of uh, what was going on in my own painting experience and how I was performing as a parent. So this last one, guys, I, I pray as I re- release it, we pray it's a deep encouragement to you. We pray hope fills your heart and uh, that sense of release, that victory is possible as we cultivate these things into our lives and, and as we practice these things. So God bless you as you're listening. The, pray, the prayer I had at the beginning uh, of, of us meeting and praying about it was Malachi 4.6. And, you know, this promise that God says, you know, with the coming Messiah, that he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. And it says here, the goal is to revive and confirm love and unity among relations. So for some, for some is that that's not the case. That's a great promise. When you've had that, when you've had separation in your, your with your children, and you know the, there's no love and unity. It seems there isn't that closeness in our in, a, in the relationship. To know that God's God's goal in this promise is to revive and confirm that love and unity among the relations, our, our, our relations. But again, it's not on us. Yeah, we need to be intentional, and resu- and re- uh, but intentional to do what God says. Because if we leave here and it's all in us, we're going to go, oh, I need to do another 25 thing. You know, it, it's like, just follow him. Get in, <laughs> keep walking with him every day. Learning how to, to you know, as John says about the, the, the learning to fight. Learning when do I need to put my sword up. When do I, you know, at training, these things don't just happen overnight. So we need to be patient and kind with ourselves. And here's where I am. And, and, you know, don't take all this pressure. God said to me before I came here, reject after Fenton was praying. What, what, what's, what's evil? How's, what's evil coming against how, how are they coming? How is it coming against us in the run-up to the retreat? The naming that, what, what, what's, what is it? One was disqualification. Oh, you're not qualified. You know, but the thing for me was, I heard them say to me very specifically, reject pressure. Perfectionism, strain, heaviness, because there's just joy when you get into it, you know, put all that, you know, but we do that when we get home, we do that with our kids, put all the pressure on us, I just need to do, travel lightly, freely and lightly, 
find rest for my souls, learn to live in the unforced rhythms of grace, that unforced, and that's so difficult when we are in charge of our lives, we are independent, I'm, I'm, going, I'm, the ch- I'm in charge, I'm in control, you're actually going, no, I'm, I'm uh, depending on your grace. And I heard, the first time I ever heard this, I mean, I usually quote, it was unmerited, un- says it in Amplified, unmerited, undeserved, unearned favour. But it, it actually means it's God's ability working in us, making us able to do things that we can't do in our own ability. That's what the divine empowerment of grace means. In First Corinthians 12 or Second Corinthians 12, uh, Paul's praying out, can you, can you take this away from me, this, this issue? My grace is sufficient. My divine empowerment to enable you to do what I'm asking you to do is sufficient. Um, so to trust uh, that, to learn the unforced rhythms of grace, God's ability working in us, making us able to do what we can do in our own ability. Uh, and he, he works through us better when we're at rest. No when we're full of pressure and stress, you know. Um, <laughs> so, um, <coughs> we're just encouraging enough some practical tips after this is what I received. This is one of my props, really. <laughs> uh, when I was in when I was in America, and that instruction as mentioned, the first session came to me. The light came to me. The correction about me, uh, uh, you know, Daniel's like this because of you, and the atmosphere that you're creating. And that, so I'm going with the idea. We we were then writing. I was in the, you know, the the, 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 the hotel room writing these things up. And the next morning we went for breakfast. And in the steamboat today newspaper. It was how to be a lighthouse parent. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there going, I'm asking, how did I do this? <laughs> and uh, so, you know, it, it, what it really speaks about is, is the need for us to be updated, to be actually reparented ourselves. Because what's, what I've been noticing with my, my son now, my dad physically punished me, physically beat me, <laughs> and uh, other things that was very, uh, uh, you know, that was his model. So I can be the same of the same spirit with my son, punishing and yelling. And Daniel, I've been aware over the last while, he's been saying to me, that's no what And uh, you know the, the what it's what I've came coming to realise and the you know growing in is that that way of parenting that I learned uh, we're on a different hour. Kids are more savvy. They're more, they're more aware of what's unfair and abusive than I ever was. I never even questioned it. I just resented it. And I know with him, parenting like this results in resentment and, and rebellion. And then the lines of communication are broken down and then there's no cooperation. What I want is cooperation. What, God, what does God do with us? Does he keep booting us, a, booting us telling us what to do? Or does he... I'll talk to you, I'll whisper to you, but like Jesus said, if I don't take heed to what I hear, what I do here will be taken away. I'll only grow in me. They won't, these things will only develop and, and, and uh, get stronger. Um, so, you know, the, the, the reparenting and the updating, 
is so is such a priority, you know. Um, I, I was in a fisherman's house before I got married, and this wee town up in Aberdeenshire, uh, right, right, right on the, the, the tip of the the wee nose of the British British island, uh, Scotland, you know, Aberdeenway, and. Uh, this guy, I thought he was seventy year old, sixty year old. He was a non-stop body, lovely Christian man. Gardens Town is a town that he, he stayed, and you you know them, uh, uh, Matt. And so we went to his house in two thousand and eighteen, and you know I was trying to keep up with my gain. I met I went into his house that morning. He's doing all these exercises. The physio had given him because he'd a cold shoulder and a sore ankle. And they told me his age, he was 82. I, I went like that, what? It just, my, my full life judgement of what old people should be like just smashed. Because I'm going, this guy's no, st- he's no sitting back going, I'm just, this is my age. I'm just old. He was like, I, I'm, now I've got new exercises. And it, it, I noticed the animation in him wasn't the same. He was always high as a kite laughing and full of uh, joy but the pain was you know checking that a bit and so uh, I showed him some stretches that I've learned through my own injuries and honestly he, 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 he went to bed that night without his bath he was so he was so alive because the pain had been released and the next morning he's getting me up early morning we'll do this again so I then was working in a field in forestry doing the borders and I worked with a marine, an ex-marine. And the marine sent me the marine ethos. It's a beautiful picture of, you know, the camouflage picture and what they stand for and all that. I was thanking him for that and he goes, I've got something else to tell you. And he told me about force multiplication, a military term, hadn't heard it. And, he, and the, the dictionary says it's, it's to find and to add new factors uh, that will increase your power or... Uh, you know, basically increase your power or de- decrease that of your opponents. The night before, I was waiting on pr- in prayer outside after being with this guy, Billy Jack, and I heard this word, new forces. And it was at my wee devotional. So, long and short of it, I've written that down in the way down to the borders that morning, and then this Marine tells me that in the field. I'm no joking, I just about fell in the ditch. He says, force multiplication. I've just been writing about new forces. Doesn't he know anything about it? And basically, what God was teaching, showed me from this was, this man showed you, he was finding and adding new things to his life. And if he wasn't resisting you, he received everything you said. You took to him, can I show you something? And he took it on board. And he took the stretching. And the old man, 82-year-old, I, 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 you know, I, he started doing these things. And I was like, oh my goodness, that was forced multiplication in actual practice. And, you know, that message, I, I pray about it, I've got it written down, I pray in my daily prayer about the, the, the need to, to, I call new abilities and forces and updates into being. I, 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 I be adaptable, adjustable, open to change, open to being reformed, and, and you know, to, to continue to as Paul says, the one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, but I'm reaching, I'm stretching. And that word means 
I'm, I'm doing what's required to, 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 meet that, to reach the next level. So I'm open to change. And when it comes to this, we're here and we're going, right, we've had some things removed and released. But now the initiation part is, God, I, I am now determined to be updated. I'm not going to be sitting licking my wounds anymore, sitting about, talking about how bad my situation is. I need to be initiated into action. I need to, to be breathed into life. And, and then that looks different for us all. So it's not like, oh, like, give me all the answers. It, it looks different for us all. But that, to me, is the spirit we need. Um, so here's the five things the Steamboat Springs. The first thing was, this is what to adapt, adopt, stand, adopt a particular issue, uh, attitude about a thing. Unconditional love versus unconditional approval. And uh, this subject of boundaries. The boundary book, the Cushing offers with the boundary book, the last chapter is 18 minutes in this book, and you get, get it on Audible, I'm no joking. It's, it's an 18-minute chapter on a day in the life of boundaries. And see, just listening to it, you're actually going, that's what it looks like. That's what somebody with boundaries looks like. Instead of going, I need to understand all this, and what, well, no, I don't know, and we get so tied up with it. It, it just gives you a picture. The first chapter's on a day, with, a, a day in the life of somebody without boundaries, mm-hmm. and the last chapter's a day in the life of somebody with boundaries. And it actually just gives you this wee, okay, that's what it, I need a vision of what it looks like so that I can then start to be updated into, you know, here's. Beautiful. Thanks for sharing that, Alison. Because it's, it's basically he says you can still act, you can still be loving by saying no, by having limits, and that's where pro, pro, people pleasing issues have been. If somebody, if somebody, if somebody, if I don't say no, they're going to think bad about me. Mm-hmm. And I remember a vision I had years ago, and I worked with Charles and others at this tile place. And I remember the game Piggy in the Middle. Uh, you know, there's like four years and you're in the middle and you're trying to get the ball <laughs> and they throw it and you have to run and get it and I had this vision of me I was running to everybody for their approval running to that one and get the ball and you're constantly you're constantly uh, you know, pulled in so many directions because of your inability to say no, sorry I can't do that mm, big one We don't have boundaries, but they're terrible. It's like mother people boundaries. We don't have boundaries. We cross that. We can say no, but we say maybe other people's without even knowing. Without even knowing. And really, what I'm saying here, Barry, because we've been doing this as a some of us in the group, we've been we've been doing. You know, we started by saying boundaries in our own screen time. So we were looking at that in our own lives. Because I'm going, how can I tell my son to stop looking at the screen and I'm on it for any six hours a day? Don't tell him to be daylight when you're on it. I know. Get up. Wait a minute. Get off that and who are you, would you? You know. <laughs> I know. But it's, it's you know, to, 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 that's why these, see these times, 
in the retreats where they're actually saying fast technology. Yeah. I mean, it, it's almost it's so counter-cultural counter now that you're going, I need technology for everything. Right, we don't. But, you know, our heads, I mean, that's what I've been doing this week. Even my quiet times in my heart, I've been take, I've been taken up because I've got my phone, I've got all the presence playlists, and I've got yeah. I've got these beautiful, amazing things for John, and I've got this, and that's when I'm going, my goodness, I'm just I said I just I'm actually I was sitting out and I never even I barely closed my eyes for the hour. The hour went in like that because my head was just going. I was actually so stimulated for so long that I goes, oh my goodness, and then see the next thing come up. The very thick, the cards that God has, that I've written, all these cards, I'm not even, I'm not even looking at them because I'm not busy looking at everybody else's content. Or I'll, I'll send him an email. Oh, what about that? I need to, I need to, I need to organise that now. I need to figure out what the weather's going to be like. I need to figure out my diary. I'm in my quiet time. And my head is going... Phew. So honestly, to, to be a man in control of myself was able to say, in patience, possess ye your soul. Now this, this, this isn't just words, which Jesus said, and it's Luke, whatever it is, uh, maybe I'll need to check that, it's maybe 19. Uh, but he said, in patience, possess ye your soul. Mm. Possess means have something belonging to you. Mm. So, to be demon-possessed, as an old kind James talks about, mm. you know, some, some be- uh, uh, it's, got, it's, got, your, it's got something belonging to it. A spirit has got some, someone belonging to it. But for us to say, in patience, he's saying, in patience, possess, have your soul belonging to you. So don't let it run your ship. Don't let it constantly, every thought, and that's you at the game, breathe. Patience is the ability to tolerate suffering, delay, or trouble without becoming angry or upset. That's it. But you think of that? The ability to tolerate Trouble, difficulty, uh, or suffering without becoming angry or upset. So, in patience, in this, with that ability, possess ye your soul, have your soul belonging to you, as in, that's happening right now, like the big cow, that's happening, but I'm not letting this stub me up with all sorts of fear and emotions. The, the wee thing somebody just said to me, the, the big thing that could potentially be a crisis in my head, in the next, you know, if I let it in, have it belonging to you and patience. Because I mean, that's what I loved about the Queen. My respect for her uh, was when I looked at, I mean, I heard this guy talk about David Blunkett, his name was, he was a foreign secretary, I think. He was blind and he had his guide dog. Yeah. The one Putin was coming to meet the Queen. And the dog starts barking. The Queen said, You know, dogs have a sense. I thought, she was utterly switched on. She was awake and alert. She knew what she was dealing with. But yet, she had, a, she had the character not to, not to come to their level. She never... They, they, they don't handle themselves in a... In a what's the right word? A, a harsh, brash uh, way. They're they, they educated enough to be able to... Uh, ignore that kind of stuff and handle it well without mm-hmm. allowing it to conquer them. Mm-hmm. You know, that to me, that, that, that's, you know, I, I like to be like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, what's acceptable and what's no in a family? That's something to ask the question. Mm-hmm. And uh, being able to go, right, set limits, but gently, kindly. Don't disapprove their children. This is massive. <laughs> you know, I start, I start 
he starts saying it's all you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. You're just paralysing a performance because you're paralysing their image. What happened to me was this. This has just come up for me this week. I get caught stealing twice in two weeks. <laughs> well, I've not been caught the whole time yet without the cards. <laughs> so this happened to me in 2000 and whatever it was, six or seven, down in Stevenson. And I was caught up with a certain sin. I was lying on my floor, literally lying on the living room floor, punishing and rejecting myself for my bad behaviour. Internet pornography was the, the thing I was caught up with. Beating myself up and despairing over my trip when the master spoke to me. The question was then, does punishing and beating myself up about my, my behaviour change it? And the question was, how do I change it? I laid that flare. The, the God Spirit used this scene I had never thought about. It. So much shame and embarrassment. It's two, twice in two weeks in the same shop I get caught stealing for my dad's, a guy that my dad used to get all his fuel from, a certain garage in Cowanham. And I get battered from my father, and I get, the guy slapped me the second time in the crucifix, so it was a lot of pain and punishment involved. So I'd never thought about it, never spoke about it. I'm lying on this floor, and God brings us to mind. And the question he gave me was, uh, after my dad caught me, he kicked the crap out of me, verbally, physically, um, there was no heart to heart father son none whatsoever and then two weeks later I go and do the exact same dumb stupid thing like a dog returning to his own vomit so a fool repeats his folly there was no change after the punishment after the beating after the condemnation after the rejection no lesson learned question was why was there no change son and I instantly knew uh, it was because everything that my dad done at that point, done his best, he gave me what he had. But everything he'd done to correct me and uh, tried to correct my thinking or correct my behaviour actually made the problem worse. It reinforced the thief in me because I felt like I'm bad. I'm a, I'm a bad, I'm a thief. It's just the way I am. And then he said... So what I'm saying here is, this is what happens when I continue just to punish behaviour. When I keep punishing behaviour, that's what happens. And he said to me, what would you do differently? And I'm only just saved and I had a bit of understanding, but what would I have done differently? I instantly knew it would be my son's thinking I'd have to correct. I would have to educate him on why stealing's not is wrong and why not to do it and the consequences for stealing. I would reinforce him as a person who's good and that stealing's out of character for him. And I would offer him a solution to get out of this the next time. Come to me, I'm your dad, I'll provide for you. Finally, he said to me, you are, you are habitually coaching yourself the same way your dad coached you. Lying about punishing and rejecting yourself, focus totally on your behaviour. And then I get this statement for the first time. Focusing on your behaviour only reinforces it because your behaviour is caused by your beliefs. It's the first time I ever heard that, and that was God that gave me that. And you know uh, that back then? Got that, but you know, I'm I'm no, I'm reading that to my son this week, because I'm he he stole from him his his mum's sweetie books, I think. <laughs> uh, 
But I'm telling him, this happened to me, Daniel. And I felt so great because I was punishing him. <laughs> uh, but I'm going, I'm looking at this, going to myself saying, uh, you know, what a joy it is to be able to fight for the heart's well. To be able to know you've done something wrong. I'm affirming you as, as good. That's not who you are. And, you know, here's, here's the consequences for your choices. Because if, I, if I don't, you don't get consequences, you'll just think, oh, I get away with it all the time. You know, and then when you get into the real world, you think, I can just go and rob and steal and think there's no consequences. No, that's not how life works, son. I was telling guys this morning, in the Boundary book, the, the, the counsellor is, is, uh, gets a couple of parents coming in with all these terrible things going on in their house. And they go, I think you can help. I can help you. I can help you give your son some problems. And they're like, ah, what? Uh, your problem is your son is irresponsible, lazy, rebellious, and happy. You're responsible, uh, you know, disciplined, and whatever else, and totally miserable because you're the one that's taking all the consequences on your son. He doesn't get any. You know, obviously this was a bit older, teenage, late, late teens, no go to school, no, no, no tidying room, and, and, and just deciding what he wanted to do. Like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to follow through with the, 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 the likes of the tests that's coming up for him. So he had to experience some pain himself before it would, uh, things, things started to change. So, uh, so that's the first one. Second, set the right kind of expectations. I think for me... I mean, John shared in his how to fight for the hearts of children that, you know, the Bible says train up the child the way they should go and when they're old they'll not depart from it. But what we can do is train up the child the way we think they should go. And what happens, you get nothing but rebellion because like what happened with Prince Charles' father, he put him in a school that he liked that was good for him and it was terrible for Charles. But they never had the understanding that, no, that you need to understand what your kids' needs are. No, just thinking that, you know, they should be like me and I'm unfle- inflexible and, you know, stubbornly single and, you know, that kind of thing. So, set the, pray about the expectations. Focus on next level. That's what I've been doing with that. Just try, son. Just try. Get a shot. doesn't matter if you're no good at it. But just try. Focus on the effort of trying. Taking the part. That's it. Uh, embrace then both success and failure, ups and downs, knowing that they're part of this process of growth and, and progress. Mm-hmm. You know, learning from the failures. That contact the Teen Challenge program, brilliant. Learning through growing through failure. You know, you know, you've you've got the uh, uh, the the, um, the the f- the focus is on. This is part of it. I need to be able to be mature enough to. Help me process that and no feel like, oh, failure's final, I'm defined because of this. This is a, a, the verdict on me, you know. I'll send you these as well if you want, but protection versus overprotection, that's a biggie. Where I know Stacey mentioned that. That, uh, you know, this, when you have been rejected and you've been abused and you've been, the walls have been so violated in your own life, you know, we, we can become so, we smother. We make somebody feel trapped and oppressed by acting in an overly protective manner. And that can be in so many ways of, you know, needing to give them this. And 
you know, they never let them give them any freedom because well, that our fear keeps them trapped within the limits of our uh, parameters. So that cultivating the trust which serves to protect but not smothering. And I mean, just talking about that, you know, cultivate trust, keen trust. I know my son needs me to trust him. He's just been going out to school on his bike. And I just saw him the other day doing it for the first time. And I, and I didn't see his face. I was seeing the back of him. But I was like, that's my boy. Going to, going to school. And he's bite, you know. And he's, he's, want, he's wanting to go. Uh, so, but allowing, allowing mistakes to be made within our protective gaze. This lighthouse parent who is from the shore, you're saying, I'm allowing you out. But I'm here and I'm, I'm, I'm eyes on you. But I'm allowing you to... to, to to uh, you know, to take risks and, and, and you know, allow their mistakes. The coping skills nurturing them, as Elaine's saying, I mean, see just to actually break some of the moulds of our own parenting and our own expectations of parenting because of what happened to us. You know, to offer a child a lap and a listening ear, to encourage them to talk about their feelings. See when you've got light, and that's what I feel. You know, we've we've had this this time that God's shining light. That light, then we gladly and triumphantly go into the world with it. That's that's the joy for me. I know it's painful at the time, but what a joy it is to be able to 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 not be trapped in like that crazed animal because of what's happened to us and the, how it's like what I feel in a lot of ways. But you know what happened to me. You know that. They were unable to give you anything else because they were so stuck within what they had received and their own emotional incarceration. You know what I mean? The, 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 the limits of what they could deal with. You know, un, unable to deal with the emotions of anger and uh, oh, failure and oh, goodness, mate, man, I lived in this wee perfect world, this wee box, and it just seemed like nothing was ever talked about, was allowed, don't face up to anything. So we'll offer that chance to talk about feelings and problems from a place of, you know, compassion and empathy and sensitivity and attentiveness to their needs. How can you go around trying that? You know, we're not going to be perfect, but... And it help them to identify problems and, and praying with them. Like, I love what Morgan, that, vi- that vision of, of his, uh, that last session on what he'd done with his son... Bringing, bringing, bringing God and you know something. Uh, you, you're right. His wee boy says, "Dad, this is kind of cool. You know, we're like brothers." And he's and he's gone. You know what? He's like, "It's not true theologically," but he goes, "Go." God says, "Go with it," and he says, "Aye," because God's both our father. Mm. Wonderful. And it was like, you know, to think that that when when the when the when the drama of the the storms, the whirlwinds in our heads. When when there's enough, when there's enough, uh, you know, healing and integration, and there's mere presence then. Because I know for me, if I look at who I was five years ago, certain things I couldn't, I wasn't, I never had the capacity to be there, present there, without this touching some issue, unresolved issue in me. So then I can't lead. I'm taking out myself with all. So, you know, to, to be able to be there and identifying things and then giving them, teaching them self-regulation, co-regulation uh, that, uh, that uh, Elaine was talking about, and it's just so good. You know, you're, you're helping them to, to, uh, to regulate and your 
imparting the lessons from, from what God's given us. It's a joy. And this beautiful book that I'm just reading, The Kid, Children Are From Heaven, this guy says, this guy was so busy, the author was writing about this man, he, he, he was so busy, he was missing out on the joys of parenting. Oh, I mean, oh wow. That is part of it. You know, we, we can avoid it so much that you're missing out on the joy that God, that God has for us. So, I know that's specific for children that's ways, and I know there's some here that children are there. But we have to, we have to, uh, we also need to, uh, you know, trust God for that unique healing and unique, um, you know, plan for that restoration with adult ch- children. That uh, Fintan was mentioning, you know, that we, we can get to, we can get to have relationships as brand new people, you know, totally redefined, no longer carrying that old monkey about in her back, you know, that that's who I've always been. Remember, that's how I talk and that's what I've... And you're going, no, I, I'm the... I've got, I've got more... I've got more... Uh, I've got more capacity. I've got more, more to give. Mm-hmm. And then to teach the self-stress reduction. Yeah, see, mm. for me, see that, <coughs> I'm just seeing that even at this stage I'm at, I can still be stuck in my story and my pain. Mm rather than seeing the, the pain in my daughter that needs to, to be expressed. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? 100%. Yeah. When we were in Dublin, Stacey mentioned that, what you've just said there. And it was actually the first time I think I've uh, I heard somebody actually honestly say it's a certain part of her life was dealing with just trying to not pass on all her own issues to her children. And you're going, is that not the story of all life? You're going, I'm going through this, I'm trying to get well myself, I'm trying to be healed, I'm trying to get, in, you know, this integration apart so that I can actually go, I'm here, hiya, I'm yeah. present, I, I've got, I'm, I'm, I, I see you. You know, instead of going, I'm, 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 I'm here, and I'm, 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 my, my focus is totally out because I'm unable to actually see properly. I can't see, the, see, my, see God for myself in a sense. Pro- clearly, and at my, see myself accurately, which means how can I see for them? Mm-hmm. So that's why you think of it this as, as the guys said at the beginning God is after us first. Mm-hmm. You come in, oh, that's a bit of pain. I'm there comfortable just talk. Give me the tips about how I deal with Him. <laughs> when actually God said, I need to deal with you <laughs> because you're the one that's going to then get in and pass on. Pass on. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, that, that sense. That uh, one one thing God the first word God gave me. I was asking him, "Will I, will I ever get free?" Mm. And I, I know tons of detail, but the, this 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 thing jumped out to me. I ended up in a prison that I was comfortable with. I knew that's not who I am. I knew that. Uh, the guys, uh, the, the guys, the, the, what the guys were talking about in Dane smoking and all that. I'm not. That's not who I'm. But I was conforming to them because of my lack of courage to step out into what God actually said about me and, go, and what, what God had for me. And that that box that I was living in, I was kidding them on, saying, ah, I'm fine here, guys." I was sitting on there jumping at it, but I was saying, "I'm fine." And uh, 
you know, that's that. Uh, 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 what does it take? Do we need to come to the point where we go enough's enough? Do I need mere desperation in my own, uh, you know, wallowing in mere failure, mere mere heartache, mere mere discouragement, mere uh, defeat? Before I go, enough is enough. I need out of this. I need out of this uh, these these prison walls that I'm so comfortable with. And that that's in so many levels. But you know, when you think of it, and you're saying, damn, an ability to be there for my child. Uh, you know, it's like no, I, 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 God, I need to seek you. I need this done. I need I take this battle and the freedom and the, the restoration of my heart seriously, so that, that that in six months from now I am not saying the same thing. That is a tragedy, and if that happens, as you know, yeah. the frustration. This is God calling said this, or the God that even type the frustration of the divine plan is man's tragedy. And uh, I watched Aunt Dec one night. The 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 see that thing the day the, the Saturday night. And uh, the 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 one the ads at the end. And this person gets five questions right. She's got about six prizes. And then you want to risk it all for the all the prizes? Oh yeah, I might do it. Fifty grand worth or sixty grand worth of stuff. One question. Get it right. You win it. One. You get it wrong. You lose it. She got it wrong. I'm going. Oh. The devastation, that's what the word tragedy means. Devastation. I'm going, how do they get through the night? They must be devastated. They heard all that and then they're devastated. And that's what that means. The frustration of God's plan. When I don't know that question, the answer to that question, when I don't know God's plan for me, and I fr- or I frustrate his plan because of self-will, that is my tragedy. That is mankind's tragedy. Because I limit God's ability to, to his plan in and through my life because I'm, I'm no uh, walking on it. So it's that serious. We can't play games with it. We have to say, you know, I'm determined to, to go with God here. And take him seriously. Take his guidance for me seriously and take his whispers as if, like me, th- th- how, I heard this years ago for God about my mother-in-law bought me a bike for my 30th birthday. And I remember him saying, what you, how you use that shows, shows how much you value it. The, the use of the gift showed you how much you value it. And it was like, how much I use what God says to me shows you how much you value it. You know, and that's quite a thought, isn't it? Take heed, take heed to what we hear. Last one, cultivate communication. And this is a big yet. I heard Joyce Meyer say this about the... You know, avoid using you statements. This is a horrible the, the trap, isn't it? You done that, you, 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 you. And, and it just breeds all this blame and judgment. Instead of communicating, na- difficult, navigating the difficult conversations, with, I, 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 I was really hurt by that. Mm. I'm, I, I'm, you know, that, that made me, that disappointed me. And that's the ability to own my own emotions so that I can connect with them at a level, you know, a heart level, that does they make them feel just, I'm putting walls up because you're just shouting and blaming me. Um, so, but the staying calm when listening, communicating, when we're communicating to a child, being quick to listen and slow to speak and get angry. I've printed a, a sheet, 
God's word about anger, if anybody, uh, if anybody wants it, but it's, uh, it's really so clear that, you know, I think if we just renew our mind on that one, you know, some of the things, uh, you know, about anger, it just helps us turn our stone, guard that, control that. See, the anger for me, like, I don't shout. In my anger, but I'm still my facial expressions. I can't hide my mm-hmm. no, I can't because mm-hmm. I won't learn. But it's always like, do as damn if they don't shout. Mm-hmm. And he'll say to me, You're getting angry, I'm not getting angry. Mm-hmm. But I'm not getting angry. Passive, passive aggression. I know. Mm-hmm. So I just. Again, ask God, and uh, you, you know there's, there's, that that's really good. That there's, there's tons of proverbs and, and New Testament scriptures on. Here's what here's what God says clearly about anger. Mm. Here's what it says when I'm when I'm just constantly expressing it. It's not very it's not very it's not very uh, affirming. For that. <laughs> Something I learned in college about anger that it's all my anger isn't bad. No, uh-huh. mm. Aye. 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 So we'll just be, we'll just finish with we are a bit of prayer, um, and uh, I I we, I was going to do this, but we ran out of time. But we the the finish the boot camp with this scene for Braveheart, and it's beautiful, and 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 that you know G- Jesus is uh, you know Wallace is getting uh, hung drawn and quartered, and he's uh, you know he's he's. Uh, He's basically giving his life for the cause, and what John beautifully does is, is shows you this is this is uh, this is what like Jesus, and all the troops at the end are saying because of what he's done, this is what I'm going to do. You know, and you know, our, 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 the need for us to be encouraged, to be built up, to be equipped, is actually. To, to, uh, to you know to do what's countercultural really is to keep growing ourselves to keep fighting for our own hearts keep fighting for the hearts of our children um, you know and and uh, you know uh, having that intention about right my growth matters because every one of us here is is uh, you know as Vinton's vision was saying everybody's journey is so important because everybody's journey is going to touch somebody else. And the family and the and the, and the, and the, the ripple effect that Charles got at the beginning of his story, that stone goes in that still water. Look at, don't underestimate the impact of the how how far reaching the, the impact of our lives and our changes are. This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighters.life. Until next time, God bless you.